we don't do this very often, but um, very occasionally, Megal, and it's always Meg, actually, it's never me, will flip through the channels and land on TBN, uh, which is one of the Christian TV channels, and um, it never stays on there very long, except if it's TD Jakes, okay? And uh, we caught one earlier earlier in the week, and um, uh, or last week, and... Um, he, he just kept on saying to his congregation, just turn around and slap somebody. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you just want to turn around and slap somebody now, uh, I, I presume that this was a loving, encouraging slap. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's, maybe, that's, maybe that's what it's about. Um, who knows? Um, <laughs> oh, it's great. It's turn around and slap somebody. You know, just make sure they're awake. Come on, are you awake this evening? Good. Good. (sighs) I just need to pray some more. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. We love what you do. We pray that you would come and speak with each one of us right now. Lord, that we would hear from you afresh. about the journey that the disciples go on is that we know the end of the story but they were in the story we know the end of the story but they were in the story Jesus has just been raised from the dead but they have not got their heads around it yet they have not got all of the theology lined up in a row. They've not got all of those Old Testament scriptures worked through and sorted out. They have not got all the things that Jesus said to them, kind of going, come on guys, don't you see what's going to happen? They haven't got all that stuff figured out. All they've got is some crazy women coming back from the tomb going, we've seen the Lord! And you know how men respond to that? The thing is, you're always right. I mean, you are always right. (laughs) And so they... They're in this room and the doors are locked. You, you, You know, I was trying to think... If there, if there are any, been any moments in my life where I've kind of been behind a locked door, uh, and it's only kind of showering and stuff, never kind of because I'm trying to get away from someone. You know, I, I haven't. They, they were locking the doors because they were afraid for their lives. They've just seen what's happened to Jesus, killed on a cross. 
They don't want this to, they kind of, they've got a bit of hope, they've got a, something's going on, but it's not finished, it's not landed in them yet, and so they're afraid and the doors are locked. Into that room, the locked one, Jesus comes. I'm not sure we've got an easy answer for how he does that. I, I mean, does he have a key? You know, you go through the rational, does he have a key? Is there a skylight? Did he come up through the basement? Just go, ta-da! Hi, lads! And lasses. We know that he has a physical body because later on he eats fish. I mean, he has breakfast with them. He has a physical body but it's not like any other physical body that you've ever seen. This is a risen Jesus physical body. This is like the best version. This is the one that you and I have always dreamed of. Not like for other people, but for us. This is the one that I want. The body that works, the heavenly body, but you know it's still physical? When you are in heaven... You're not going to be floating around, wafting away. You're still going to be made of stuff. A physical body, but the best version that there is. And this risen Jesus, made of physical stuff, somehow appears in the room. And he says the only thing that you can say at that point, peace be with you. You know, it's the Jesus version of what the angels say. Don't be afraid, the angels always say. Any of you ever seen an angel, by the way? I've got a few little nods. Sometimes. Not, 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 in my physic- not with my physical eye, in my mind's eye. Anyway. That's why they say, don't be afraid. That's why Jesus says, peace be with you. Because they are suddenly, I mean, it says here that, they, that, that they're overjoyed to see him. I guess that the re- before they got to the overjoyed bit, they kind of were petrified, which is why he says, peace be with you. And then it's peace be with Oh, it's okay, it's really you. And I think this is probably, the overjoyed is probably a nervous, ecstatic, <laughs> Jesus. You know, it's part joy, it's part utter terror. Because if the things that they're trying to wrestle with in their head are really true, if it really does make sense in the way that they think that it might be, because they're just starting to get a glimpse of who he really is. He's actually who he said he was. And it was beyond what we could have even imagined then their brains all just got kind of flipped completely. So it's overjoyed, but it's also... This is why he has to say it again. (laughs) Look, peace, okay? Peace be with you. Calm down. 
peace be with you. He shows them who he is. And then he says this amazing thing. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. Before we get to that, what, let's just put ourselves in that, in that room, that place where we've locked ourselves away in our own hearts to guard and protect ourselves. We all have those things. We might not physically lock ourselves behind a door, but we protect ourselves because, because we're afraid. Afraid of illness, afraid of what we see in the world, afraid of a pension pot running out, afraid that the student loans are going to be too much, afraid of what will happen with our kids, our parents. But there's another, there's another thing as well that was kind of going on that the disciples were wrestling with and it's this disappointment word they haven't landed this yet they haven't got it the New Testament hasn't yet been written and they're kind of still trying to process oh but we but we thought it was going to be we thought it was going to be like this if you look at the beginning of Acts even then they still think that it's going to be something else Acts chapter 1 verse 6. Lord, at this time, are you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Lord, are you going to do the thing that we think we want you to do? Are you going to sort out the Romans? Are we going to be in charge? And are you going to kind of reign on a throne? Is it going to be like that? And are we going to kind of, are we going to be in government? Because I'm really excited about that. No. That's not how this works. They're still getting their heads around who Jesus is and maybe wrestling with the disappointment that he wasn't like how they wanted him to be. Maybe, maybe in your Christian journey, you've, you've had God speak specific things to you about your life or the things that you're going to see and, and maybe you've kind of got into that place where you've been living with those things for such a long time, but you haven't yet seen the fullness of them. And what's happened is you've allowed disappointment to creep in. You know, whatever whatever God has said to you, He will fulfill. And He will fulfill it beyond what you can even get your head round. Folks, it's time to live with your eyes on Him with your eyes on him in step with whatever he says about you. Not in fear. Not in disappointment. Not in the things that you haven't seen and the things that he hasn't yet done, but in what he is doing because he's on the move. He's on the move. Why was Jesus sent? Jesus says... As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. 
This is the kind of, this is the phrase that I've just landed on this week with this, with this passage because it just seems so extraordinary that he stands in that room with them and he says, the way that the Father sent me into the world to deal with sin and to bring people to fullness of life, that's now your job. In John 10.10 he says, I've come that they might have life to the full. John 20 verse 31, this is written so that you might believe and that by believing might have life in his name. You might have heard this illustration before because it's not mine. I nicked it from somewhere, but I can't remember where I nicked it. Um, If someone's in hospital and they have a serious illness and they die and someone goes into the hospital and cures them of the disease... What's the point? They're still dead. What Jesus does with us is he comes into the hospital, he deals with the disease, he cures the disease on the cross, he defeats death and sin forever done. And he's raised to life so that you can be raised to life. He's come. Sin is not the point. Sin is just the the mess that got in the way. The point is that we were dead and he wants us to be alive. That's the point. point, You know, we get stuck on the cross. I mean, we get stuck. I mean, literally, we get stuck on the cross and go, no, I like it here. Leave us here. You know, because we want to make people feel bad. Bad enough so that they get into the kingdom, but not bad enough so that they have fullness of life in him. The point is not that we stay dead. It's not just that we get our sins forgiven. It's that we have fullness of life. That's what he's got for you. That's what he's got for every single household in Western, in Bath, in the United Kingdom, and across the world. That's why he came. And he stands in the room, in that locked room, in that place of fear and disappointment, and he says to them, as the Father sent me, through all of that work, I'm now sending you. I'm now sending you. I'm now sending you. I'm now sending you. Not me, that's what he says. His words to every single follower. But then there's this extra bit on the end. He breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. And then there's this extra bit, verse 23. If you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they're not forgiven. Jesus, were you really putting into their hands the power to declare forgiveness of sins? And I kept on coming back and I kept on reading. That's really what he's done. 
He's put into your hands the power to declare forgiveness of sins over the whole of humanity. They've still got a choice as to whether they accept it. Mark chapter 2. Jesus says to the lame man, your sins are forgiven. This is what Jesus does. But the point is not just dealing with the sin. It's to bring us to fullness of life. If you want to do a little study in in kind of um, big ideas in Scripture, just study this kind of death-life thing throughout the whole of Scripture. You see in Genesis... People disobey God and it leads to death. And Jesus has come that we might have life and have it to the full. Let's backtrack just a half a verse. Verse 22. And he breathed on them. Jesus stands in a locked room surrounded by fear and disappointment and and some overexcited joy and some panic. (laughs) Says, peace be with you twice. Sends them and breathes on them. Does it remind you of anything? Maybe it reminds you of Genesis 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and he became a living being. The difference between being dead and being alive is the breath of the living God in you. The breath of the Holy Spirit filling you from the inside out. Maybe it reminds you of this. Ezekiel 37 verse 6. I will attach tendons to you and I will make flesh come upon you and I will cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Holy Spirit. The breath of God. In us. Bring us peace, but also for purpose, because He sent us into the world to be good news. It's absolutely staggering that Jesus has authorized the disciples and thereby us to be His agents, to be his ambassadors, to do the things that he did to forgive sins, 
the thing that unlocks fullness of life in him. You know, what we have to offer the people of Weston and the people of Bath is so radical, it's so life-changing, it just sounds like God, doesn't it? Oh, well, that's because it is. Full life for everyone in Weston, for everyone in Bath. Not for the glory of this church, not for the glory of you or me, not for the glory of the Anglican Church or any denomination, but just for Him. And you know, you know where this is for? Where this is for? Yes, it starts in this place where we gather and we pray for one another, but where this is for? Is for your home. Is for your place of work. Is for the most difficult, painful relationships that you have. Every place, every. Okay, let's do it like this. Um, uh, if if when you leave this building, okay. You you have uh, you have a, a roof to go and s- sleep under. Will you stand up? Just in case there isn't there is some of the homeless guys have slipped in. I don't know I don't know they have. But if you if you haven't, will you stand up as well? Okay. If you if you keep standing up, but if you if you have a if you have a place of work. Will you keep standing up and will you just wave a hand? It, yeah, keep standing up, all of you, because you've, you've got a home. So come on, keep standing. If, if, you, if you know anybody, will you wave the other hand? If you ever go to a shop, will you shake your head? You see, you're all in. Okay? Just all, all of you at the same time, you know, whatever your kind of full-time activity is, if it's, you know, if it's a job, shout that out. If it's, you know, full-time carer, shout that out. If it's homemaker, mum, dad, uh, granny carer, whatever it might be. If it's just that you play loads of golf, shout that out now, will you? Okay, go. Student! That's the place. That's the place that this is for. When he says he's sent you, you already know where to go. Because you, you, this is it. This is the place. And sometimes we kind of go, Oh Lord, what should I do? Do this! But with Jesus. And, and allow yourself to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What we're going to do, I'm going to be just like mean vicar tonight, okay? Um, we... Uh, have a sit down for a minute. I know it's late, otherwise you'll get tired and stuff. Um, uh, what, what, what we're going to do is, um, I, I want you to know that you, um, Meg, while I'm doing this, do you want to come up? Have you got a, have you got a thing? You've got a thing. If anyone else has got a thing that they need to share as well, by the way, 
then come up now. We're not going to do like the cups game. <laughs> just in case any of the kids are wondering or anything like that. Uh, we're not going to, and we're not doing guess which cup the olive oil is underneath. Because uh, that would just be messy. Um, uh, what we're going to do is... I want to anoint every single one of you. Okay? You know, it's... It's just olive oil. It's not like being blessed by a bishop or anything. I'm sorry. I think you got blessed by Tesco's. Um... You know, it's not about vicars or rectors or whatever I'm called. It's not about that. It's not about worship bands. It's not about church wardens, although they work incredibly hard and I love them, they're amazing. It's not about projection with the right... It's not about lay readers, although they also work incredibly hard in this place. Okay? It's about each one of us as followers of Jesus in whichever place we happen to find ourselves and we go, oh, Jesus, you sent me here. Great. So we want to pray for every single one of you. Okay? And we want to anoint you and we declare fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit on every single one of you. Okay? Just for where you are. Doing whatever you do. But that with Jesus. Yeah? Is that, is that, is that okay? Cool. Excellent. No? Um, right, I think we've got some prayer ministry team who are going to come, kind of come and help. Um, and at this point, I need some folks to co- kind of come up because I don't know what's going to happen after this. Uh, come, on, come on out and we'll get you guys, most of you, right up here. That's going to cause chaos, isn't it? <laughs> come on um, you need to come and grab some of this okay I don't want to anoint everyone I, I get mucky come on this goes everywhere it's great <laughs> um, and um, uh, folks just um, just come on out come come now okay we'd love to pray for you we'll anoint you and um, and just declare over you the goodness of the living God fresh outpouring of his Holy Spirit. Um, I don't know where this is going to happen. I think it's going to happen up there somewhere. Um, um, Meg, can you come and do one of these as well? Tom, can you come and do one of these? Matt, are you going to help mum? Oh, we got there first. Folks, as as uh, as we come up and do this, let's let's you know let's come up prayerfully. Um, expectantly. Yeah. And if if you if you can't make it up this far, we'll we'll, we'll we will come and find you. Just kind of wave at us or throw something at us. Um, If 
if you need something more organized and ordered, by the way, um, uh, just read Acts chapter 2. It was utter chaos. It's uh, <coughs> <that's> right. <laughs> You'll get used to it. Holy Spirit, thank you that you love us and that you just want to keep on filling us up. Thank you, Lord. Bless you.